We open with prayer. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. A coworker of mine ran the Eau Claire Marathon last Sunday, and he told me all about it. He and his group started off at the starting line, and all the adrenaline pumping, everything going. Starting gun sounded. They took off, and they were flying. He said the first couple, couple miles, they were counting their splits, and they were about 15 seconds faster than they had planned on. And everything was feeling great. They were going, going great. And then they turned the corner and the wind hit them in the face. Those first few miles, they'd been running with the wind at their back. And all of a sudden, when they turned that corner, things got really hard. Maybe you've been through something like that in your own life. You started out, and things were going easy, but eventually, things got hard. Maybe you tried something new. Maybe it was learning a new instrument or a new language, or playing a sport. At some point, it stopped being easy and fun, and all of a sudden, it became a lot of work. All of a sudden, you had to put in some time practicing that instrument. All of a sudden, you had to put in a lot of time practicing that sport, all alone, putting up with injuries. Or maybe you had to run and push yourself beyond what you thought you could do. Many things in life are accomplished only through hard work. So what do we do when things get hard? Well, sometimes we quit. Sometimes we say, this just isn't worth it, and we walk away from it. For me, that's the case with uh, any number of musical instruments over the years. But other times, when we consider it worthwhile, we buckle down, we do the work, we spend the time it takes to gain that skill. In the Bible, there are many examples of times when things got hard. The, almost the entire Old Testament history of the children of Israel is what happened when things got hard for them. They got out of Israel, or they got out of Egypt. They were chased by the Egyptians. They faced starvation and thirst in the wilderness. They faced overwhelming odds when they were set to conquer the promised land. And what did they do time after time after time? They grumbled and complained. They said, Why did you bring us here? Why didn't you just let us live out our lives in Egypt? Our Savior also faced people complaining when things got hard. He was gaining popularity as a traveling preacher and miracle worker. And then he told them some things that they really didn't want to hear. We're told in John 6, verse 60, when many of his disciples heard it, they said, this is a hard saying. Who can listen to it? And after this, many of his disciples turned back and no longer walked with him. So many people left when things got hard. 
And then you remember in the Garden of Gethsemane when things got hard again for Jesus' own personal disciples. Those select 12 apostles. When things got hard in that garden, even they ran away. How about us? Things are pretty easy for us here in this country. We don't face persecution. We don't face people threatening our lives or to put us in jail for our faith. If you read the reports from the mission board, you find that our brethren in Myanmar are facing a lot of persecution. Large gatherings are completely forbidden. And many are having trouble providing for their families. And in Nigeria, it's estimated that over a thousand Christians were killed just last year for their faith. Our lives aren't at risk. We can pretty much do what we please, go about our business. And here at Emmanuel, things are even more secure. As Prof. Pfeiffer reminded us yesterday, we are constantly recharged. We have a charging station right here. We are constantly fed with the Word of God. Regular chapels, regular worship services, religion classes. It's easy to coast along with all our Christian parents and our faculty looking out for us. But at some point, we all have to leave here. Whether it's just for the summer, for the rest of your life, we all have to face that world out there. And it will get hard. No one's going to tell you to get up and go to church. No one's going to tell you that you have to study your Bible. You will have people telling you all sorts of things not according to God's word. You will have people tempting you to join them in engaging in sex before marriage or even living with someone before marriage. People ask you, why do you cling to the Bible and those old-fashioned teachings when there's so many other things, so many other smart people and wise philosophies out there? God warns us about this several times in his word. In John 16, Jesus said, in this world, you are going to have trouble. In Acts 14, the apostle said, we must go through many troubles. And in 2 Timothy, Paul told Timothy, anyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. What do you do when things get hard? If you're running a race and you're reaching that point when you don't think you can go any further, well, you dig down deep. You push yourself past that pain. And God tells us the same thing in his word. You dig down deep, but not into yourself. We dig down deep into his word. In John 6, when those crowds left Jesus because they had a hard time with what he was saying, we are told, so Jesus said to the twelve, 
do you want to go away as well? Simon Peter answered him and said, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and come to know that you are the Holy One of God. When things get hard, people are going to point you in all sorts of different directions. Smart people of the world who have all sorts of answers. But God alone has the power. God alone has the words of eternal life. And the only way to get through. He provides that power in his word to defeat our sinful flesh, to guide us and recharge us every day. In Hebrews 12, we read, Let us get rid of every burden and the sin that so easily ensnared us, and let us run with patient endurance the race that is laid out before us. Let us keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, who is the author of our faith and the one who brings it to its goal. Focus on that one who has provided the way through his own life and death, our Savior Jesus. One of my favorite movies is A League of Their Own. It's about the professional women's baseball teams that were formed during World War II. And there's a lot of great scenes in it, but there's one in particular. And it's when the star of the team, in fact, the star of the league, decides to quit. And the coach is talking to her and trying to get her to explain why she's quitting. And she kind of goes back and forth. And finally, she says, it just got too hard. And his response, he said, it's supposed to be hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. You know, those words ring true for a lot of things in our life. Things worth achieving are hard and need hard work. And when it comes to our walk with Christ, our Christian life, it's not hard work on our, on our part. The hard work has been done for us. There will be hard times, but we have the confidence that we have a Savior that has gone through it. And those hard times draw us closer to him. I mentioned in Acts 14, the apostles say we must go through many tribulations. But the end of that passage is we must go through many troubles on our way to the kingdom of God. Yes, there will be hard times, but the end result, which is guaranteed for us, is our salvation. Keep our eyes focused, and he will get us through those hard times. Amen. We'll sing of thus in the words of hymn 424. Hymn 424, verses 1, 4, and 6. <clears throat>